The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 95. Why is focusing on the present important when starting a career in the sports industry? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Now, are you waking up each day enjoying the work you do in the sports industry? If not, you can contact me by email, which is edward.bowers at education2sport.com, and I'd love to help you out with regards to your sports career ambitions and get you back on track. Now, as always, My goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current situation, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports business. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, relating to today's show, this week's special guest is Kyle Davis. Kyle is a sports scholar and senior associate at Whitecap Sports Group where he specialises in connecting businesses together within the sports industry. I can happily say it's great to have Kyle as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Kyle will share his sports career journey and explain the importance of being in the present when starting a career in the sports industry. Kyle, it's great to have you on the show. Please could you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? All right. So um, just to give you a little bit of background on myself, um, I attended Delaware Technical College and Delaware State University. Um, I was actually a business major for undergrad. um, And after graduated from college, worked at a big bank in the finance industry for about five years. Um, You know, it wasn't exactly me, but at the same time, it gave me a lot of exposure, um, definitely increased my skill set gave me an opportunity to travel across the world for business. So, um, you know, even though it wasn't me at the end of the day, it was still something that um, I feel pretty blessed that I had the opportunity to do. Um, But like I said, at the end of the day, you know, I was working in banking, but always had it in the back of my mind that that wasn't my true calling. Um, I grew up playing sports. I love talking sports. Um, Currently train in martial arts. I currently coach youth football co-founded a couple of sports related websites. So, uh, I guess the writing was on the wall as to, you know, this was going to be my path going forward. Um, so one day I decided, Hey, you know, I actually have to make that career change to the sports industry. So I joined the sports and entertainment program at the university of South Florida, um, got my MBA from there. And now I'm currently employed with white cap sports group. And we are a boutique, uh, sports mergers and acquisitions firm based out of Tampa. And the best way that I can describe our company is that we play matchmaker for the buyers and sellers of sports-related teams and other sports-related entities. Wow. This sounds really interesting. While it's in my head, just going back, out of interest, what transferable skills have you applied from the banking and finance industry to where you are now reflecting? 
Definitely the financial knowledge, um, you know, looking at balance sheets, profit and loss statements, uh, things of that nature, and just knowing how to communicate with these folks. You know, a lot of people um, in the sports space, when they make these investments, it's not much different than the investments they would make in anything outside of sports. So um, being able to speak that lingo to these potential investors, uh, you know, that's key to the success of uh, any company. And just being able to relate to them on an apples to apples level um, has definitely been beneficial. Absolutely. Just relating to your masters in sport, how have you applied that to your career now in sport? Um, from that perspective, you know, the residency program that I was at when I was at the University of South Florida, that's the same company that I'm employed for now. Um, so it kind of gave me a prime example of, you know, this is going to be the expectation if you decide to pursue a career in the sports mergers and acquisitions field. Um, and from my perspective, you know, there's nothing better than getting that real world experience because I think that's going to supersede anything that you learn in a book. Absolutely. And a lot of the listeners are in our shoes in regards to they've done a sports science degree and how they apply it. How important was it to build that experience before you actually got the real job? Essential. Um, just making that career change, you know, there's a lot of different routes that you can go. Um, people say, hey, you know, I'm interested in working in the sports industry. All right. Well, yeah, that's an umbrella. But underneath that, you have tons of different things. You know, you have uh, careers in activation, careers in marketing, um, analytics. And even if you want to take analytics, you can break that down, business analytics and player analytics. Um, so the sports mergers and acquisition space, obviously, that's something that doesn't pop into everybody's mind straight out the gate. Um, so it gave me some real good exposure to something that I didn't even know exist. Um, before starting at Whitecap, you know, I assumed that the big banks were taking care of these transactions. Not so much. You know, there's still a dozen firms out there doing work similar to what we're doing at Whitecap. And, um, you know, that's something I wasn't exposed to prior to um, getting that residency. On just on that note, have you seen the sports industry develop from an industry perspective, but also your personal experience as well? Um, it's developed immensely. <laughs> One of the things that I'm very keen on now and was bullish on a few years ago was the world of esports or competitive gaming. Um, this is essentially something that you know I first learned about three years ago. And uh, fast forward a few years, now you have teams that are actually operating uh, with leagues that are similar to the NFL, the NBA. And you have those traditional sport team owners investing millions of dollars into these esports teams. Um, so, you know, there's obviously some advancements in the sports industry in regards to sports technology and, uh, best practices, best practices to their business models. Um, but from my perspective, you know, I'm essentially spearheading a effort in regards to esports, where, you know, this is an industry that wasn't even really mainstream just a year ago. Um, so just watching something like that, just grow immensely and exponentially right in front of your eyes within the past year or so. Um, it's just amazing. And it shows, you know, how quickly the sports industry can evolve. Um, something like playing video games is now, you know, paying folks to, uh, they're making decent careers just playing video games. And you're seeing the early adopters in the space already get that early return on their investment. Um, so from my perspective, you know, I would never write anything off in the sports industry. I think that, you know, there's tons of ways that people can monetize and different avenues out there that are yet to be explored. Um, so maybe virtual reality, that's the next phase. But um, yeah, real excited to see where the industry is headed. 
Absolutely, and I couldn't agree more with what you said about esports. I find it so fascinating. But just getting back to today's main podcast topic, why is it important to focus on the present when starting a career in the sports industry? Yeah, so there's one example that I always use in regards to uh, my strategy, and it's as simple as just creating a line starting out with point A, point B, and point C. Um, You know, point A, that's going to be the present where you're at today. Point C, that's the future, which is where you want to end up. And then point B, that's where, you know, you accomplish most of the work that uh, needs to be taken in order to get from where you're at today to where you want to be. But, you know, all of that starts at point A. You have to figure out where are you at today? Where's your current state? Um, And you have to make plans to, okay, how am I going to improve upon this? And that's just something that I'm always critical about with people. You know, a lot of people, they are um, strategic thinkers. They like thinking of that point C example where they want to be, but they don't realize where they're at today. Likewise, you have a lot of people who say, hey, this is where I'm at today. Um, I have no idea how to improve to where I want to go in the future. So I'm just going to focus on uh, life and take it day by day. You know, that's great and everything. But at the same time, you know, you have to realize where you're at today where you want to go and, um, you know, formulate that plan as to how you want to get to what you ultimately aspire to be. Absolutely. I love that strategy. Just out of interest, how many times a year do you do that? Um, in my career, pretty much every other day. No, uh, it's, <laughs> no, I think, um, you know, a lot of people you see in their minds, you know, they make New Year's resolutions or they try to figure out their strategic plan at the beginning of or end of a year. Um, I think if you do that on a monthly basis, that's going to help you out a little bit more just because things can change immensely. You know, what you're going through this month could be greatly different than what you went through last month. Um, So, you know, if there's any major changes in your life or, you know, some new idea pops in your head as to this is where I want to head, it's better to make that as soon as possible rather than waiting for the end of the year to happen. Absolutely. And this is why I wanted to ask that, because a lot of people assume do at the end of the year. And I think you're right. Monthly basis just keeps you on track. And again, I'm just putting you on the spot. Have you seen that work with regards to that transition of moving in the finance industry to the sports industry? Um, That is something (laughs) that, you know, that's that's a huge jump. Um, A lot of people, they're attracted to the finance industry just because it is a relatively lucrative industry. Um, and the sports industry, not so much, you know, it's a lot of hard work, paying your dues, working your ways up the totem pole to where you want to be. Um, so, you know, you have to take that into account before you make changes like that. And you kind of have to make that list of pros and cons and say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm sacrificing, but this could be the potential reward at the end of the day. And, um, you know, fast forward a couple years, I'm waking up in the morning time, excited about what I'm doing from, for my, uh, career perspective. You know, and that makes me happier than, you know, receiving a pretty hefty check at the end of each week. So as long as you put it in that perspective, you know, I think that's going to help a lot of people out. You see a lot of people, they get blinded by the dollar signs that are associated with a career. But um, from my perspective, you know, that doesn't mean much if you're waking up dreading every morning. Absolutely. And it sort of relates to this. Now we're focusing on the present. What career skills, in your opinion, do you need to work in the sports industry? Definitely a work ethic. Um, This is an industry that you definitely have to pay your dues for. And I've seen that straight out the gate. Um, Seen it with other folks as well. You know, you have to have that work ethic where um, you have to get out of that mentality that you're not going to have a nine to five. You know, you're going to have to work uh, evenings. You're going to have to work on weekends. 
Um, in my job particular, pretty much whenever an email is sent, um, I have to be responsive to it. I just can't let it sit in my inbox over the weekend and get back to it on Monday. Um, so I think that's one of those, definitely one of the key skills that you have to be successful in the sports industry. And I think another one is the ability to network, uh, making sure that you're able to identify people who have uh, either been in your spot or are in a spot that you aspire to be in and connecting with those folks that have your best interest in mind. Um, from my perspective, you know, I've tried to take a few people under my wing just to get them to avoid some of the mistakes that I've made in the past in an attempt to help, um, you know, improve their careers and make things a little bit easier for them uh, when they attempt to reach their goals and start their career path. Well, you're certainly inspiring me, and this is something I enjoy about the networking side of the sports industry. Just getting back to your current career now, what have you been up to recently? Uh, extremely, extremely busy. <laughs> I've been working on a lot of opportunities within the big five leagues and uh, some more within uh, the niche industries, so youth sports, sports technology, golf. And like we talked about a little bit earlier, one of the hottest topics in the sports industry right now, which is esports. Um, esports is taking up the majority of my days. It's just something that is relatively new. And you kind of saw this uh, weird holding pattern with esports is that a couple of years ago, people really didn't know what it was. Last year, you saw the investment dollars flow into the space. And now pretty much everyone within the traditional sports space, they want to figure out, you know, what's actually going on with esports? You know, how are these people making their money? How do they plan on making their investment back? Um, so those conversations are very fun. Um, sometimes they, well, they definitely vary in the degree of education going into those calls, but it seems like at the end of the day, nine out of 10 people are interested in learning more just to kind of see what's going on in the space. Um, and you know, I've been fortunate enough to actually be involved in the space for the past couple of years. And even though it's only been a couple of years, that still exceeds uh, most of the other sports M&A firms out there who have just entered the space recently. Um, so, you know, being able to ride that first wave of those investment dollars flowing in, it's something that's definitely interesting. And, uh, you know, I don't expect this craze to cool down anytime soon. No, and this is the one great thing about the sports industry with regards to finding the new trends. Just on a personal note, Carl, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey so far looking back? Definitely the connections that I make on a daily basis. Um, you know, I really enjoy sports and business, so I'm very fortunate that most of the traditional sports team owners that I talk to are accomplished businessmen as well. Um, you know, just hearing their stories as to uh, whether they took this business that they started with $1,000 into something that turned into um, a $500 million company or whether they inherited a company, you know, just hearing their background stories, it's pretty much the motivation that you need for each day. Um, it's really inspirational just to listen to these guys hear about how they grew up, how they acquired their wealth, um, how great it is to actually own a traditional sports team. You know, it's just... Uh, it's one of those things that on a daily basis, it just gives you that motivation and that extra encouragement that where you're going in life, it's, it's accomplishable. You know, there's obviously some hard work involved, but if you work hard enough, that success will come one day. I think you've just highlighted a really good point that you always have to learn of others for your own self-development. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university first year students who are studying a degree in sports? Um, I think there's a few things 
in regards to advice that you could give. Um, touching back on our last point, you know, having those conversations with accomplished people in your industry, that's always essential. So associating yourself with those who are truly looking out for your best interest, you know, that's key to your development. Um, try to associate with people who have already been there. And like I said, you know, the people that I'm taking under my wing, you just want to make sure that they avoid the mistakes that you ran into just so their career progresses a little bit faster. Um, another piece of advice would be to not rush to find out what you're passionate about. You know, test the waters of different areas to see what you find the most interesting. Um, you know, growing up when I was in undergrad, I was like, hey, love business. I'm going to be a businessman when I grow up. And, um, you know, it took me five years to realize that corporate finance was not where I wanted to be. And, you know, you could try different locations, you can try different jobs, but if you're not passionate truly about that industry, it's eventually going to wear on you and you're going to burn out. Um, thankfully, you know, I did that for a handful of years and decided to make the switch over to the sports industry. So you just have to be cautious as to, you know, career changes happen and, uh, you don't think of it as a failure, just think of it as a new chapter of the book being opened for you. And the last piece of advice would probably be to realize that, um, you know, at the end of the day, a college degree is essentially a piece of paper. It's what you actually accomplish within your collegiate career and those connections that you make. That's what's going to get you to where you want to go. Um, you know, learning from a book, it's great and everything, but at the end of the day, you need to. Um, acquire a skill set in college, and that skill set's what's going to translate into a real world job. And you know, once you get into the real world, you're not just associated with uh, people in your class anymore. It's essentially everybody that's interested in that particular job. So you might have somebody that has five years of experience, might have somebody that has ten years of experience. You know, it's just making the most of what you have in college and trying to leverage that once you get into the real world. Carl, that is great. And I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you online? You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Eric Davis. Uh, if you want to shoot me over a note, my work email is kyled at whitecapsports.com. And if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, you can just search for Kyle Davis, Whitecap Sports. And uh, I would hope I'm the only one that pops up. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Carl, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Yep, thank you, Ed. What a fantastic podcast chat from Carl, and I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Relating to today's podcast topic, there is such clear indication that focusing on the present is super important when starting a career in the sports industry, especially if you're graduating. At times as students, and I've been there, we get ahead of ourselves. We think about the bigger picture that we think we deserve that big job straight away with maybe no experience. So by looking at this strategy, by focusing on the present with regards to your current situation and self-development, this strategy, which I'll remind you, which is like point A, focusing on the present, point C, looking at the future and where you want to go, and then point B, looking at your accomplishments along the way. This is a great way to really focus on that pathway, focus where you want to go with regards to your sports career ambitions and make it a reality with regards to your career. And for me, this is so important and it's certainly not taught. And I just hope now, if you apply this quick strategy right now by jotting some notes, you will know exactly where to start. And even if you didn't like it, that certain sector or that sort of job in the sports industry, 
at least you know and you've tried it out. And I think, again, that's important as well, because all these skills you've learned for all your education, this is the time to put these skills into practice and apply it to the sports industry and be able to make a difference to the sports industry going forward. So I hope you apply what Carl said during our chat to your sports career ambitions now. Take action and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Kyle said, don't rush to find out what you're passionate about. Test the water to see the different areas in the industry that you find most interesting. 